0: Okay, that, the I same was guy very who hates Willie hates Beaver. Shut up, bitch!
1: This is Talk Audio. We're not here to take part! We're here to take over! Nice to be back in the
0: garden, eh? Woo! <sighs> Hello and welcome to Tall Can Audio. I am Michaela. He is Matt. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Tall Can Audio. Uh, You may have missed me last week. Shout out to Rob for stepping in and uh, filling in for me while I was otherwise indisposed. Uh, So, Matt, it has been two weeks since we last chatted on this podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. Happy to have you off the DL and back in the lineup. Things are good. You're feeling better. You're back in the, the swing of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, how to classify this. Uh, this was my version of the flu game. (laughs) Um, it was awful in every way. Uh, I won't go into details because no one wants that, but let's just say I got hit with what I think was food poisoning. Yeah, there's nothing um,
1: worse. Eh? There's nothing worse.
0: Nothing worse. I full disclosure, I did get a COVID test on Monday because the symptoms were lingering and I got a little worried. Okay. Um. So I I live here in, in Almont, so I the assessment center is not far and it's very easy. I, I called them and I was like, listen, I don't have respiratory issues, but here's what I got. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what, come in and get tested sure. just in case. Yeah. And I did. Um. They tickled my childhood memories with uh, a swab <laughs> <laughs> uh i still feel like i need to sneeze um but uh, so we're still it, doing it that it's did.
1: that extra deep like <sighs> hit in the brain one that's what we're doing oh eh? yeah
0: i my eyes watered <laughs> like it, it's it's throat and nostrils yeah with the same swab for those wondering mm. uh they do the throat first thank god um And then they do both nostrils, and yeah, they get right up in there. It's it's. I mean, it's it's. My friend described in a very accurate way. She says it's not pleasant, but it's tolerable. I thought it was going to be a lot worse.
1: Much like this podcast. Um,
0: Yeah, not pleasant, but (laughs) But tolerable. tolerable, There's your new tagline. All right. Um, (laughs) and uh, came back negative. So so good stuff. Didn't have COVID, but like I'm not going to lie, I'm still not feeling. 100% 100% like Wednesday was so I got this on Thursday woke mm-hmm. up Thursday feeling a little off by noon couldn't even get out of bed um, and then I woke up Wednesday this past Wednesday so yesterday as we record this podcast on Thursday yep. and it was the first day that I felt like a noticeable improvement not 100 percent better but noticeably better okay every day before that if i was improving at all you know how sometimes you wake up in the morning you feel okay that's better i feel much better yep if i was improving at all every day that i woke up it was so minimal that i didn't notice it
1: really eh? wow <laughs> oh
0: man i and if this is the weirdest thing like this is why we think it's food poisoning because my husband did not get it and he when when i initially got sick he's started maintaining quite a distance from me (laughs) and he slept in the basement and and you know kept six feet and everything but like you know you gotta think i was probably contagious before i started
1: probably yeah
0: you know exhibiting symptoms on thursday so we think it was food poisoning but we ate the same thing from the same place the night before so if it is food poisoning i just got the absolute like horrible lucky draw
1: yeah like (laughs) especially if it's been a week like man food poisoning rarely knocks the hell out of you like that right like it's normally kind of 24 48 hours maybe another 24 after that where you're like all right i'm on the men but i still don't feel great like to be a week you almost wonder if it isn't some sort of bug but i mean nobody's going anywhere right like it's hard to pick stuff up like
0: (laughs) that's the thing and and again like if it was a bug i feel like my husband would have gotten something yeah you know what i mean like there's no way um so it's it's it remains a mystery we leave to-
1: we're strong yeah I we, guess get, so. we get through this stuff
0: he is he is very like he's gonna get mad at me for mm-hmm. saying this but he he is one of those men who gets the man cold <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so when he gets sick it's I don't like so this. No, we're not worse. doing this.
1: Where like men are whiny and whatever. No, I'm not I, saying
0: all of them, but he he is okay. He is one of those people who when <laughs> when he gets sick, it is so much worse than it has hit anybody else. Okay, and so, and
1: like he actually gets way sicker or he reacts way worse because that to me is you women. You have this thing that man cold is not anywhere. Men are just whinier and men are. What are we talking? What's the about
0: second here? one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think, anyway. Uh huh. But I will say, if if there is a man cold or a man flu, I got it in this case. Yeah, exactly. I was, Who's laughing now? Because
1: he's walking as around hell. fine, and you're still that's down it a week later. So, oh,
0: that's true, hundred <laughs> percent. Like this, like I said, it, like if this if there is a man flu, mm-hmm. this is what I had yep. because, like, I was oh my goodness, I was the biggest suck with this whole thing. I was such a baby. <laughs> so all that is to say, I am explaining myself a little bit here because I'm feeling better and I'm, I'm eating again, which that's, is good.
1: That's big Yep. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not quite at the ready-to-drink beer phase. Like
1: okay. Yet. Yeah.
0: So today I, I am drinking a delicious bubbly from the lime bubbly variety <laughs> um, because – that's all my tummy can handle right now, <laughs> but I I am a little I, ginger I'm, ale, <laughs> little ginger ale. Yeah, some Gatorade, yeah. lots of Gatorade. Uh, but but I am how I know I'm getting better is I am looking forward to dr- having a beer this weekend.
1: Okay, the hankering like I, I is can, returning. Yeah. yeah,
0: getting a little little bit of an itch. But it is and again, it's one of those things where you know I'm 31, so if I have a beer, it means I'm going to be feeling like I had a beer tomorrow morning. <laughs> And and I feel like every night sleep matters so much right yes. now that I I need to to build up my stamina and my and my um you know, I need to enhance my immune system by any sure. means necessary. So that that all that is all to explain why I'm drinking what I'm drinking tonight and being super lame and I apologize. Mm-hmm. But I'm more interested, Matt, in what you're drinking today.
1: Well, this is interesting. I'm prepared to pick up the slack as I step outside of my comfort zone. Ooh. Um it was a balmy and gorgeous 15 degrees in nepean ontario uh, and apparently across most of the province we're having a heat wave um and i felt like since this has been sitting in the fridge and and it's not normally something i would go to i'm gonna have a nice spring summer beer so this is the greenfield uh sour ale from the Bench Brewing Company, I believe that's down on the Niagara Escarpment somewhere. It says here part of Lincoln. I don't know where that is. I know it's in Niagara somewhere. Uh, I'm not typically much for sours, and this time of year, and any time of year, I'm down for a stout, a porter, all these things. We've covered it a hundred times, but this time of year, I'm like knee deep in them because everybody makes them, right? Like everybody's about the the seasonal thing, and and stouts and porters are what you do in the winter, so. I've got this huge backup still of porters and stouts to work my way through, but today being as gorgeous as it was a nice day to step outside onto your deck, onto your balcony, onto your porch, whatever you got going on, your sidewalk, if you have to, whatever you got to do to step outside, have a beer. And, uh, I decided to go with something just a little bit warmer seeming. And that's this, uh, this sour and I never do sour. So we'll see what that's all. Of. It's 4.7%, like I said, out of the, uh, the bench brewing company. So we'll see how this is going to go. Says it's uh, a hazy uh sour, which sounds a lot like an IPA uh dry hopped. Where, where got, this room's dark. I can't hardly see what the hell is going on here. So anyway, <laughs> it's a sour. That's what we're doing today. It's this the Greenfield yep. sour.
0: All right. So are you are you normally a sour beer fan?
1: No, not at all. Whoa! Okay.
0: Well, that didn't sound good.
1: It just caught me a little off guard. Um You know what? This resembles like a really juicy IPA, more than anything else. On first pull, no, not normally a sours guy at all. Not normally a radler guy. Not normally, uh, what's the uh, ciders or whatever? The come on, uh, the, what's the? There's something my it's on the tip of my tongue that my sister always drink hates beers but loves. You're not going to help me at all, are you?
0: Ciders. Uh, it's um, a brand name.
1: Rad- no, it's a just, Yeah, we're just going to let it go. Summer's Bee. Summer's, summer's bee. bee, that's it. it she loves the Summer's Bees. Uh, nor, not normally my speed. Like I said, this, and maybe I should have picked it up on the the hazy description they're given here, dry hopped, all this kind of stuff. Uh, It's really just a juicy IPA, this one. Um, not nearly the bite or the crisp of some of the the drier IPAs, but uh, this isn't bad. This is alright for a... Okay. And I said, you know, a balmy 15, 16 degrees as we sat down to record the the skies just opened up outside my place here and just started pouring down rain. so I guess we're done with the uh, with the nice spring day
0: <laughs> you know what yeah that i I fortunately haven't gotten the weather that you you speak of right now, <laughs> but it was a beautiful day and, yes. and we are getting into that lighter beer weather yep right as as soon as it's sunny and like even remotely warm and Otwans and anybody really who lives in Canada will relate to this you go outside and you pretend like it is the middle of summer
1: yeah. You yeah.
0: put on like sneakers. I, I was, I walked around in my Shorts jeans. The
1: sky is out today.
0: <laughs> yes. And immediately, what do you want to do? You want to have a beer outside? Of course
1: you do. Yep. Of course you so do. So
0: that's that. Th- this is the perfect now, minus the rain. Yeah. I'm glad you got to enjoy a little bit of time. Well, outside.
1: and that is to say, because like probably by the middle of next week, we'll have had like another 30 centimeters of snow or something. Like it's pretty early. For for winter to be over in Ottawa there's always like a two or three weeks ban where you're like I think this is it like we may have cleared the worst of it and then you get just smashed one last time with a horrible yep. bout of winter so it's I assume done. that's it's coming yeah
0: all right so I'm glad that you're at least tolerating the beer so far much like I tolerated my COVID test uh.
1: and our <laughs> listeners are tolerating the show
0: <laughs> and are listening over ten minutes, and <laughs> this is a sports podcast, my friends. Um, I want to talk about something that. Uh, so full disclosure, like while I was sick, I I completely just was oblivious to anything that was going on yeah, in I the sports that. world. So I had to do some catching up the last couple of days. Okay, and uh, I think well, let's get the, to the biggest issue uh, so far, and that is the the CFL uh, announced that it was essentially in exploratory stage of talking with the XFL for potential collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, this got fans just lighting themselves on fire. Yep. Um, Super panicked that the XFL was going to, in some way, uh, change the CFL. And and this Randy Ambrosi two
1: failed seasons compared to a hundred and seven yeah. year old Gregor. <laughs> yeah, like
0: come on. And Randy Ambrosi did a number of interviews and and said, you know, we're talking about talking, and and yep. this is just early stages, and and you know, really kind of que- there, there's nothing set in stone. We're literally just talking about talking. And Dave Naylor brought up a pretty good point that like you know, if they were going to announce this, there's probably been some talks. They, they, these relationships have been established. Yeah. And when these formal talks begin, there will be no surprises. Like that's kind of how we framed it. And I thought that that was probably a more accurate way to to look at this. Like like sure. talking about talking makes it s- sound like they've never, you know, made acquaintances or met each other. And no, <laughs> I, I think 100%, you know, they they know each other. They're at this point they're they're well well versed but yep. what, what were your overall thoughts of of this kind of announcement i,
1: I gotta tell you i've been back and forth because i have been on the setting myself on fire stage at, at times throughout the last really just 36 hours um i've also been on the yeah uh chill out right like, like i said the xfl has had two seasons uh one was a an unmitigated disaster back in like 2001 or whatever. Um, they bring it back in 2020 and it was struggling. It was doing okay. It had shed some viewers and then COVID hits and they shut the whole thing down again. And then it's just like, forget it. We're done. Um, they needed that first season to go really well. And parts of it were their own fault and parts of it were out of their control and it just kind of got shut down. So, I'm I'm having a hard time, I'll be really honest with you, staying rational, though, because you would think the CFL is the one that has the reputation, it has the league, it has the stability that the XFL would crave, but the XFL doesn't want to play by Canadian rules, they're not, I don't think talking about like a full merger where you're going to start playing games across the border. And then you have to talk about how many downs and by whose rules and these sorts of things. I don't think, um, I do wonder how much of this and you're kidding yourself listeners. If you don't think that this happens sometimes, how much of this was a test balloon. Let's put it out there and see what our fans think. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this. I, I gotta tell you, I, I'm just straight up opposed to anything that might see the rules of the Canadian game change at the same time, the Canadian games in big trouble. It hasn't attracted young people long before the pandemic. Now the pandemic has put the league in trouble And they have to be looking at absolutely anything that might help them stay afloat moving forward. So I know I, with everything I've just said there and rambled on and whatever, I haven't taken a strong stance. But that's because I feel like I'm on the wild pendulum just swinging back and forth like, fuck you, we're keeping our three downs at all costs. (laughs) And then two minutes later, it was like, yeah, keep your three downs. Then the league's going under. And you're like, oh, well, then maybe we should be more open minded. I've kind of run the gamut here a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's I, I'm I'm glad you brought up the test option because I think that was – you're 100% right there. I think they were feeling the waters of what are fans okay with? Yeah. No, not that far. Okay, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I am – maybe I'm being a little too cold with this. But listen, I am a massive CFL fan. I have a CFL podcast. I love the CFL. What's that
1: podcast called again? Where, where can we find Bouchoir, that? Bouchoir, yes.
0: a Red Blacks podcast.
1: Wherever you're listening to this, um, you'll find that.
0: There you go, uh, here's the thing i I don't think that the way that Randy Ambrosi was talking. I don't think that they're looking to the xFL for hey what what do you know about the game of football, specifically the on field product that we need to improve on? How can we learn from your game that has played a handful no. of games your league that has played a handful right. of games? I don't think that's what they're looking for from the XFL. Randy Ambrosi talked ad nauseum about the rocks following on social media and yep. his connections and his, his reach him and um, uh, Danny Garcia. Yep. That is, I, I, that is how I see this partnership benefiting the CFL is that they're looking to the XFL and specifically their ownership group for reach in growing the game specifically, probably in the States. And that is, It it is very clear that this game, we know, like, see, I love CFL fans. I think, I think the fans are what make this league great, but this game, this league needs to grow if it's going to survive. Like COVID almost toppled them and you know, they're, they're going to be feeling the financial effects of this pandemic for years. And I think that this partnership is very clearly integral in the league staying afloat. Right. Like there's obviously something they see that that the XFL and their ownership group in particular can give them that will help them stay afloat. If the game is sorry, if the game is going to grow, we as fans might need to open our minds just a little bit. Never (laughs) for the game possibly changing. Now, I'm not talking about taking away three downs. I don't don't think that the CFL would make those drastic changes because, you know, the CFL is never going to compete with the NFL. No. I think we you know we all are well aware of that. But what they do offer is a a viable alternative product mm-hmm. to people who don't like the NFL. And there's a lot of people who don't like the NFL, but who like football. Yep. The You're three downs are one. one of the yeah. The three downs are one of the distinguishing features. Why would you take away the one thing that makes your game distinguish? I don't think they're going to do that. But they may look at other changes. And if those changes, for me as a fan, this, this is where I sit. If those changes mean that I get to continue watching CFL football, go ahead. Don't, you know, don't make such drastic changes that it changes the reason fans were watching in the first place. But there may be little things here and there that can change that make the game more tolerable to, to other audiences. You have to find that balance of not making it intolerable. To people who are already watching, mm-hmm. right? And I know that as, as hockey fans, I think sometimes we get a little bit worried about that because the NHL has a tendency to prioritize people who aren't watching yes, hockey they do. over the people who are, but, but like, think of all the little things they've changed in hockey over the years. And we've continued to watch, like we talked about this podcast, Matt, about how oh, they put ads on, on helmets now. Yep. Have, have you noticed the ads? Like, like to, to a point where it affects your game, yes, your viewing whores. experience?
1: Yep. <laughs> no, of course not. Like it meant <laughs> like, nothing. It changed nothing. Like Exactly. I do feel, gonna feel happen. like, and this is where I become a raging hypocrite. I feel like when they put it on the jersey, I'm going to object to that more. Now, maybe it's a sticker that goes on the bottom corner beside the Reebok logo or something. But then who's paying for that, right? Like if, if you're going to buy an ad on a Jersey, you want it to stand out. I, for some reason, I just don't even care that it's on the helmet. Like that's never bothered me. I I don't know why that is, but to me, the Jersey is supposed to be more sacred. And, and yet you see these reverse retros and many of them are just trash. There's some of those that are awesome. The Leafs one is not one of them. And I'm like, it almost entrenches me more like, I, I again raging hypocrite. I need the NHL to keep trying stuff. I would. I loved that they tried the the Lake Tahoe thing, and it fuck it failed. Like it, it, it turned out to be a miserable experience at least on the first day. But I need them to keep taking those swings. But at the same time, like don't you even think for one second you're putting a Rogers logo above that Maple Leaf on my jersey, right? Like it's stupid things like that. And I, I guess my question to you as you kind of you. Kinda, you Far more logically than me and rationally than me have laid this all out. What does this partnership mean if not games? Because the XFL, they're not playing three-down football. So if we're keeping our stuff and we're partnering with them and they're keeping their stuff, what is th- what is this? What are we doing? Like in your mind, is this maybe one game a year? where the champions face each other or like two games like it's a home and home and, and one like one game the the game in Canada we play Canadian rules the game in the US we play American rules like I don't know if that makes it I just I don't know what this is if it's not some level of mixed competition that's a th- th-
0: that's the ultimate question. Right. What do you mean by partnership? Yes. Do you mean you're gonna be playing each other? Do right. you mean like, like like I I wish I had an answer because I think that's oh, that's, that's ultimately the answers. answer we don't have, right? It's
1: better podcasting <laughs> with no answers where you just get on and fly off the handle exactly. with very little information.
0: I wonder, and I don't know how this would work, but and I don't know which league would be which but is this a situation where we have like a feeder league or a farm team system Mm -hmm. with one league over the other, like a developmental system where, and I don't think the XFL would bend to this, but hypothetically in a perfect world, the XFL serves as a developmental league for the CFL and they send their young guys down there to get reps and to get practice and, and to learn the game and then bring them up here. I don't think that's going to happen, but like that's, that's for me, that's, when I first read this and and hadn't looked into anything yet about the, the actual situation yet. And having honestly, I think I watched like five minutes of the XFL when it was around, (laughs) I thought, well, maybe that's what they'll do. I mean, I think the more realistic thing and CFL fans don't want to hear this is that it would be the other way around. Um, I, 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 you know, that, that I think would, I I, I doubt that's even going to be like, I'm talking in circles here, but like the, the, I don't think that's going to be a thing. Are they going to, I think what you said is probably closer to it. Are they going to maybe play each other in a, a, a champions league series, a champion series, like like a, yeah. a final showdown game of the two champions kind of thing. Are they, are they going to, I, I, do, I don't think we're going to see this kind of merger situation, but you know, are we going to have CFL showcases where they bring the CFL down to, to the XFL cities and have them play, uh, games in front of their fans. Like, I, I don't know. I, I
1: what's I important hope- to you from the CFL? Like if we did end up intertwined somehow, cause I, I'm, I'm with you. We're not, um, we're not going to get to a situation where the XFL will be okay as a feeder league to the CFL, which is then the feeder league to the NFL. And you rotate from American rules to Canadian rules back to American rules as you yeah. make your way up. What are you prepared to give up? Because a ton and, and probably most football stadiums in the U.S. can't even, if, if they wanted to, can't fit the Canadian field. It's wider, it's longer. It's, so we're not doing that. Um, we don't want to give up three downs. That, I think, is as, as Canadian football fans, that's the thing that we cling to. That's like we are not just a minor league call up system to the NFL because our rules are different. We play a slightly different game. And as thin as that is, I think we cling hard to that. Um, And, you know, would you give up the extra man? Would you give up the the extra motion? Like, what's on the table and what isn't to you? Like, because that's the part that I find myself wrestling with is if they're convinced that and well, this has nothing to do with the 2021 season. This is all supposedly whatever it is, is going to you know, hatch in the 2022 season. I wonder if they're not looking at this and they're in trouble, like, and their finances are that bad that they, maybe we need to be prepared to make more drastic changes than, than we're, you know, thinking that we may have to make. And I don't know if that means just becoming part of it, but like, what would you be prepared to give up? How far is too far? And what's like, you know, it kind of becomes, all right, stay the way you are, which isn't working and eventually just go under in five or 10 years.
0: Yeah, this is I'm so afraid of this question because I know Uh, my answer (laughs) is going to be not popular with people. So I'm just gonna say, okay, I don't want to give up the motion. I like the extra motion. I really like that part of the game. I also don't want to give up the larger end zone. I like that the CFL has a huge end zone. I I think that that results in more touchdowns and I'm a big fan of touchdowns. I oh, you're know
1: you're going to say it. You're going to say it. I'm going to say it. Oh my God. Let, me, let
0: me try and word it properly. <laughs> oh God. I may regret this. This is I happening. Regret this. I, I know can't I'm gonna believe regret this. this. I understand that what, what sets the CFL apart and what makes it great is, is three downs. And I know that fans will not give that up. And I don't think, I think the CFL would be stupid if they gave up three downs. Cause I think that is one of the few things that is a non-negotiable mm-hmm. for CFL fans. However, mm. me as a CFL fan, mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate like if they took away three downs, I would get over it. I'm I I, I like the NFL, uh, the football yeah. sometimes. Yeah, don't love the league and don't love many of its players, or its fans. I hate its fans, mm. <laughs> but like I not, and I know the NFL is a marketing machine that happens to play football. I know that when I'm watching Sunday night football or Sunday football or whatever, the reason I'm so into it is because I've been told all week long that I should look forward to this. And therefore I do, but I I genuinely do love watching NFL football and I've watched some spectacular things, comebacks, crazy things happen in those games. And that has four downs there. And, and and one, again, one of the things that makes the CFL great is with the three downs, no lead is safe. Right, and anything can happen with like a three-score game and two minutes left. That lead can dissipate because possession will change so quickly.
1: Yeah,
0: I've also watched some pretty friggin' boring games. Yep. because possession change, like when when both teams are having a crap night on offense, that gets really boring oh, really fast. Yes, it does. Now, same with the NFL. I realize that, but I'm I'm not for whatever reason. I'm just not one of those fans that's like. Yeah, take away three downs and I'm out of here. Like, I think I'd get over it. Um, Ultimately, again, I think what that's fueled by, though, is I just want this league to succeed. I don't take away my CFL football. That's what I care about. And I think that as fans, we have to grapple with the reality of because of the pandemic and what it's done to the league, we may be looking at a situation where it's this change to the game or it's no game. And if that's the choice, I think I'd probably settle for any change.
1: It's uh it's at shrides for uh, your, yeah. <laughs> for your uh,
0: I thought I framed it so well. It's like, okay, yeah, you here's took my thing.
1: You didn't step on the third rail while you did it. Um and you're not cre- here's the thing. The NFL versus CFL debate that still gets thrown around too often is kind of dead, and that's that the NFL is three yards in a cloud of dust. And it's just not anymore. Um, they've developed different types of quarterbacks, right? It, it, it The complaint used to be, in comparison to the CFL, for CFL fans at least, was that you're forced to throw more. You're forced to go for these big plays more often because you have fewer opportunities, whereas in the NFL... Three times, just three kind of rushing yard or three, you know, three yard rushing plays three times and you're close enough and you'll get there and it's boring. And ever since, I, I don't know where you want to draw the exact line and, and we can have that debate, but at least back to Michael Vick and his first go around, right? This running quarterback, this athletic quarterback, and the game has changed a little. And I'm not saying that in any means that it copied the CFL because the NFL does not need to do that but the game has evolved a little to the point where it is closer to the cfl game and and the things that we valued in it than it's ever been before um so i get it when you want to make that you know the argument for at least considering the move also as the game becomes more worldwide they're starting to play it in mexico that's under american four down rules they're starting to play it in europe that's under american four down rules It's charming what we do. It's quaint what we do. But if we're the only ones in the world left doing it, and the only reason is just because that's how we've always done it, it's probably not a good enough reason. If the alternative is hold on to your own thing and just eventually go under. Um, That's
0: just it. What is the saying? Adapt or die? Yeah. Uh, Now, I will say this. I am of the belief that the CFL needs to try harder to attract fans here in Canada yes. before they start going elsewhere. And yep. I know they've already started that, right? Like I know they're looking at Europe and they've gone to Mexico and all that stuff. But there are tons of fans specifically in Toronto who don't even know who the Argos are. That's right. Target those fans. Target the young fans. Target kids. Like it's such a and and this is where this is where I think the big struggle for the CFL is right now. It is the in-game experience that often sets this league apart. It's so much fun to go to a
1: game. It really is. It's a blast. Except at the dome, which is what killed half of the Argos. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. But you know, what's what's that going to look like this year? Right, they're not guaranteed they could have fans if at all, or 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 you know, at a certain capacity this year. So, you know, they need to find ways to make the game more marketable on on a, a broadcasting platform on tv and i think that's where the xfl comes in because that's where their ownership group has expertise like the rock could sell anything to anybody and he understands selling entertainment to people he made us like like, he made people watch skyscraper (laughs) he can sell anything to anybody
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's true um i sent you a little while ago maybe you can pull it up there while i'm the He posted on his Instagram on Wednesday night um, just something, and and for those who don't know, uh, The Rock was a very good football player in in college um, and then took a shot with the Calgary Stampeders and was cut by Wally Buono back before he went on to become a a WWF um, star and then obviously on to become a movie star. So he has a relationship with the CFL. He is a football guy. I was shocked when he got involved and, and bought the... The, the rights and the name and everything of the xFL at a bankruptcy um, but he posted something I think it was supposed to be reassuring. why don't you read that for our listeners and then kind of give us you know your your take on what he's saying in this thing
0: for sure. Just heads up, you're all going to get to understand what it was like listening to me read the paragraph in uh, sixth grade when they called on me. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, so he says, the CFL changed my life. When you have nothing and you're scratching and clawing for everything, you'll get all the spirit, all in the spirit of making your football dreams come true. See, I told you it was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you become the hardest worker in the room. You will not be denied. I knew in my heart I was going to make it to the CFL and parlay that into a successful career in the NFL, maybe even a Super Bowl. But neither of those dreams came close to coming true. Truth is, I wasn't good enough and it wasn't my time. The CFL sent me home. I was so grateful to a man who eventually became a mentor and a friend, Wally Buono, for even giving me the opportunity. I had seven bucks. But it's funny how sometimes life comes full circle. Now I'm back, same hungry kid but much different man. As an owner of the XFL, our discussions with the CFL have been very exciting. There's a real pulse here because you can tell the unique opportunity we can make, we can potentially create together. Wherever Wherever it all leads, I can tell you this is personal to me and is driven by all of my passion because me being cut by the CFL was the greatest thing that happened. It set me on a path that years later would lead me right back to the league to help create an even greater and bigger opportunities for all of our players and our fans. As an owner who's had his hands in the dirt, my loyalty will always lie with the players and the fans. I'll keep you posted on our XFL slash CFL discussions unfold got your back. So yes, the CFL changed my life in ways I could never have imagined. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at reading publicly. So that's what that's I, I warned you all, <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm very interested in this. Cause on the one hand, it's like, okay, like he's got great ties here. This is my evil, like mm-hmm. bond villain mind mm-hmm. at work. Do you think he's bitter at the CFL for cutting him and he's going to
1: trash them? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I did not know we were going <laughs> or, there. This might Did be worse no one than your, I'm willing to that. throw away three downs. <laughs> okay,
0: good. I just like I sometimes just want to make sure I'm I'm the only one going here in my mind. That clearly is the case.
1: I'll I'll tell you what I took from that, and that was that that message had nothing to do with the XFL. That message mm. was to quell any of that anti-American. Everybody loves the Rock. Look, that's what. But. Any fears of of us Canadian fans who love the CFL, he's gone out of his way to say, I wasn't good enough for you. You sent me home. I'm coming back. I got your back, he says right there at the end. This is all for the good of the... I don't know where this is going and what they've got, but to me, that message was directed squarely at Canada because no one in the U S cares about the CFL. That message was for us and that, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to take care of you. And as you said earlier, the rock can sell anything. And I think that was him trying to sell us on whatever this is going to be. And I found that very interesting.
0: I I think you're right. I I think this should be reassuring and please ignore my social anxiety. (laughs) Uh, You know, how is this going to go wrong? Um, Response because that is 100 percent what that was, uh, but no, I think I think that what that was was he saw the response, the fans kind of freaking, the players were freaking out, yeah. players were very vocal saying like, what the hell, we don't even.
1: Well, friend of the show, there, Matt Nichols tweets out, it's like, anyone know when camp starts, or should I just ask the Rock? <laughs> right. Like,
0: and and I kind of want to address that real quick, but I, okay. but F- focusing on the rock for a sec. I think this should be reassuring to fans in that w- what that says is I know the products yeah. I've played I in respect this league. I your
1: product. I, exactly. I know I this know, matters to you. I know it's good. Right. Like, yep.
0: I know what makes this game great. And and we're going to try, we're going to keep it as close to that as possible. I think that's what should be I taken. Think that's what that. he's
1: trying to tell us. I don't know yeah. that, as you've said, he's, he's a good salesman. I don't know yeah. where we're going. But I believe that message was directed at us,
0: yeah. and hey, listen, if they're gonna take away third down, three downs, I think the rock should be the one to deliver the news because I'm sure he can make it <laughs> he can make it uh, palatable. Yes. I'm sure it'll it'll help you know ease the the pain. agreed. So on the training camp thing, I, yeah. and and you know, I don't have a contract. when does training camp start? and you're doing this? like there's a lot of that mm. in the in the player uh, responses to this and the cynical side of me said what if what's preventing training camp from starting and more details from coming out is a deal like this uh-huh i'm with you what if what if the league ha- what if the, the the season even happening is completely dependent on the CFL creating a partnership like this maybe that's why we don't know
1: or the opposite right like i wonder if ah, uh, we're just doing this whole new thing in 2022. It's not even worth it to suffer the losses this year for a league and a tradition and a format that we already know is dead. We'll see in 2022.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> now yeah. I have anxiety about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, we don't know anything, <laughs> but that's the cynical part of me that came out. that just That's went, fair. Yeah, that's that just fair. Went, like, we're changing everything anyway. We're not going to mess around for, you know, one year or not even like 10 games they're talking about, right? Like there's no chance camps are starting in mid-May. That's not happening.
0: No, 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 no. I I think there's just so much we don't know at this point. Um, Listen, like I hate to be blunt because I understand fans concerns and I totally totally hear them and I know this is what makes CFL fans great is they're so passionate. Mm -hmm. But if it is literally choosing between this partnership Mm -hmm. and watching CFL football at all. Like, or sorry, I didn't frame that right. If it's literally choosing between this partnership and never seeing CFL football again, what are you going to do? Right? Like that. I think this may be the harsh reality we're looking at because this, this pandemic hit every sports league incredibly hard. And unfortunately, the CFL just did not have the size and the strength to withstand it like other leagues did. It it is one of the smaller leagues in in North America. For let's sure. you know, let's be honest. Yep. I love it, but but like it's not up there with the MLB or the NBA no. or the NFL. Like,
1: no, I best your AAA baseball.
0: Come on, yep. like you know, we we have to acknowledge where this league stands financially. And one of the things that sucks is we don't actually have access to the CFL's finances, right? right so we can't see the books we don't know exactly what they're dealing with and and you know when when they went and asked for money from the government that was one of the biggest criticisms oh of the yeah. league and and that's fair like listen you want taxpayer dollars to help you stay afloat open up your books yeah, we're man going to
1: have to see your business
0: and what are th- why were wh- why would they? <laughs> that is an isolated yeah. clip. I hope you yeah, realize no, for that. Sure. You gotta isolate. Yeah,
1: that. I will. I'll, I'll get it. I think
0: there's something out there about me loving Toronto. Yeah, yeah. That, that I'm sure you've isolated. I've, I've isolated a lot
1: of things that embarrass you and Rob. Not oh, yeah. the Stuff that embarrasses me.
0: <laughs> no, no, of course not. There you go. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I, what I was even talking yeah, about. But 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 you know that's that that's the thing like i think we have to we have to come to grips with the with the fact that we may be dealing with a uh uh adapt or die situation world, yeah yeah literally like and, and and i am of the of the mindset that i want to continue watching cfl football it whatever needs to happen for that to happen
1: it just sucks that because i i'm with you it's just this thing that we're fixing to tie ourselves to has already failed twice and you're like, this is the, this is the, you know, the inflatable ring, the thing in the pool, right? The, the, the life rope they throw you is, you can come with the XFL if you want, you're like, but they already failed twice. Like, Yeah, well, that's your option.
0: <laughs> I get, I get that concern. Like the, the, I saw a lot of like, I doubt the CFL, a league that has been around for decades is going to take advice from a league that played a handful of games and then failed. And right. that's fair.
1: Tell when me I more. Don't, he hate me, right? Like,
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know that that's necessarily, and I, th- I said this before, I don't think that's necessarily what they're going to the XFL for. They're going to their ownership group who it happens to be very wealthy people with a very good understanding of, of what is entertaining and what is,
1: You're right what is going to
0: get eyeballs on, on televisions.
1: And 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 the biggest thing, you know, as we talked is, is this a test balloon? And it was sent out. We've all reacted however we've reacted. And we've gotten very, very little detail, very little information. So all of this is kind of a, you know, what is this reaction as opposed to, okay, here are the concrete plans, love it or hate it, right? This is kind of a, but that's what we do here. We react. Oh, to things, of course. Right? That's, that's, that's our job as sports, sports radio and, and yeah, just being a sports fan. So, but that is the other
0: thing I will say, like I, the one thing I wanted to just scream from the rooftops when this was all happening is like, we're getting mad at things that haven't happened yet. Yep. Right there. We don't know that they're going to try this and take is
1: your away three downs. First day on Twitter. Or-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I say this on the air all the time too. Like I realized that like, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I criticize things that I do. Like, I'm fully, oh, I'm yeah. fully part oh, of the no. bandwagon.
1: Yeah, no. This is almost anything that you say about Twitter, not you specifically, the general you, is mm-hmm. just full of hypocrisy, right? Like, no, you not. people suck. I would never, until nine minutes from now, when I will absolutely do whatever the thing is that I hate everyone else exactly. doing.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and... And I know that this is this is what we do in, in sports, being a fan, being in the media, whatever. Yep. With speculation, that's how we get through. But I I just feel like let's let's wait and see where these talks lead before we get really, really mad. And and you know what? If if they try, you know, I I think there are certain things that fans will have every right to be mad about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's wait and see if they're gonna do them first.
1: Sounds good. That's I've, there I've, we go. We I solved make a, the problem. I make a tentative, um, hesitant promise. To not flip out until there's something to flip out about. but
0: And when there is something to flip out about, we'll just have another episode.
1: Yeah. We'll but it's Friday morning. It. They're going to say like, uh, it's now going to be the Houston Rough Riders. Fuck you. That's ours. You <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> Give it back. I will flip out at that.
0: That's fair. I will. I will accept that. Thank you. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's what I'm here for. Um, the, speaking of deals and uh, talks and big announcements in the sports world, there was a, a pretty big announcement in the sports broadcasting world this week with uh, ESPN announcing a massive deal with the NHL. ESPN finally getting hockey back. What were your thoughts?
1: I I just want more Gary Thorne. Those were my only thoughts. I want Gary <laughs> Thorne doing play-by-play again. Um, the best NHL video games, the best NHL online yeah. play-by-play calls, all... Uh, Gary Thorne. I want more of that. Um, It's good news for the NHL. It looks like it's uh, somewhere just north of $400 million uh, per year, which is about a hundred percent raise on the 200 million a year they were getting uh, from NBC. And that's with something yet to come, Um, whether it be Fox, whether it turns out to be NBC again, Um, there was some talk in Shapiro's piece in the athletic today that it could be CBS, although they're a bit of a dark horse, three out of the, um, so it's a seven year deal with, uh, with ESPN, but only four of those seven years does ESPN slash ABC have the Stanley cup. So there's clearly another deal coming and that will be somewhere in the neighborhood of probably $200 million they're talking about. So this will be a huge increase, um, It looks like less than what Gary thought he would get pre-pandemic, but that's hardly uh, as much as I would love to pound on the tiny perfect commissioner. Um, That's probably not his fault. It's going to be a huge increase on what they're making. And just on the ESPN front, ESPN, and fair enough, really only focuses on shit that they have a vested interest in. Uh, interest in. So yeah. we're a partner of the NHL. The NHL gets highlights higher up in SportsCenter. Um, they get talked about on ESPN radio or on the hundred terrible talk shows on ESPN <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> but they care about you. Suddenly you're on their network. They want ratings to boom. They want things to be better. So they lift you up in a way they wouldn't. If you're not on their network, so I think, in that regard, and in, in like I said, in the business regard, in a bunch of regards, this is a home run for the NHL. I think.
0: I agree that, and that's that's exactly it. It's it's not just that they're going to be broadcasting games; it's that they're going to be. Covering hockey in a much more robust way on the Stephen A. Smith
1: weighing in on the latest Washington Capitals New York Rangers game.
0: Oh, I can't (laughs) wait for a Stephen A. Smith rant. I am so (laughs) jacked up for this. But also on the biggest morning sports show ever. Sports Center with an ER. Mm, spelled yeah. correctly, incorrect. Sorry, incorrectly. And incorrectly. Easy.
1: God, everything incorrectly. you've done on this show today, you need to get back in bed. You're just slamming Guys, all over this podcast.
0: <laughs> Maybe I need to drink. Maybe beer was the <laughs> secret to all my powers. Honest to God, Michaela, get it together. Um, <laughs> but, but. You know, right now, go to the states and watch SportsCenter. Center. You it the the Stanley Cup Finals could have happened last night. They're going to be ca- talking about baseball first. Yep that that is what happens. Yeah. If you want to grow the game with Americans, you got to put it where they're watching. You got to put highlights on Sports Center. That is what's going to grow your game. Get them ex- get show them it's happening. Mm-hmm. Right, like like one of the reasons that. I find this with male sports in particular that it's so easy to find one of the reasons they're so popular is because it's so easy to find yes turn on the tv and don't find sports men's (laughs) sports that is challenging right like it's hard to not find sports you can just flip to any channel and some form of again I said I say men's sports because women's sports don't get the coverage they deserve right but you got to make it as easy as possible to find yeah and and the you know the NHL needs to grow in the states there's no secret about it it's it's the fourth of the big four leagues by a landslide at, at
1: best, at best. Like, there's been yeah, times like, NASCARs jumped up and maybe gotten by MLS in the mix like
0: oh yeah like like they're they seriously need more exposure and, and being on the largest sports network in the country yeah. is how you do that and you knew you knew they were going, you know, building towards this. You knew when they brought in Greg Wasinski in particular, mm-hmm. um, they brought in Emily Kaplan, and she started, you know, doing some fantastic work with them. You knew that they were getting ready for a, a more robust NHL coverage. Yep. They were trying to showcase that hey, we can do this. We've got arguably two of the smartest hockey reporters on our team, right nationally, yeah, right there. So I, I think this is great. I think it's great for the game. I think it's great for ESPN. I think it's great for American hockey fans. Like if you're an American hockey fan, this just got so much easier to watch of your game. Of course
1: it did. Yeah, and and you make such a good point there with um, the fact that they've brought in Waschinsky and, and Kaplan and 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 just trying to be. They were the network that carried the uh, the World Cup in 2016. Just trying to show the NHL. Right. Like we're we're interested. Like we want to be a part yeah. of this. We'll see. Um, Richard Deitch um who as a sports media nerd i i think is a tremendous follow um on twitter and on the athletic uh on top of him reaching out to Gary Thorne and asking him if he'd be ready to come back and call hockey and Gary Thorne saying yes please 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 uh he also pointed out on twitter on thursday the whole espn mod uh model has sort of become on top of all these talk shows on top of these thousands and thousands of people on panels and whatever else they also want to be the newsbreaker right in the image of um adrian warjnowski in the nba right that you have everything first and then you hand it to your panels to break down mm-hmm. and so i wonder whether or not that'll be Washinsky or emily kaplan or or if they find somebody else that they want to put into that role but similar to, you know, McKenzie or Friedman or Johnston up here, that as a part of this, does ESPN suddenly become like almost like a, a I don't know how to describe it, like a pre locked in insider, right? Like when the NHL is going to make news, they call whoever the ESPN insider is going to be as almost part of the, you know, you want us to keep boosting you? We're the insider, right? Like it's not left to Friedman and McKenzie to find their sources and get this first. It's Gary phones them and says, we're about to do this first. I think that's going to be something interesting to watch that ESPN suddenly becomes the entity that breaks all kinds of news in the NHL. And the other thing to keep an eye on, especially as they name um, whoever's going to be the secondary partner, they've been calling it the B package, Uh, show me your business with the B package. Um, It's going to be ESPN has commitments on New Year's Day. We're used to the Winter Classic. ESPN has no interest in a New Year's Day Winter Classic. They show a ton of college football. There's bowl games, all these things going on. Um, So they're not going to amplify that for you. So is that a reason to move the Winter Classic? NBC loved it. That's what NBC had to go against all these bowl games and and college football and whatever, whoever you bring in to carry that second package either has to be super pumped about your kind of events like that, that are going to conflict with ESPN or, you know, you need to be prepared to either do away with or, or move that type of event. But to me, that was interesting just as a broadcast nerd kind of thing that, ESPN has no interest in the New Year's Day Winners Classic, so that's going to have to go somewhere else or be moved to a different date.
0: Yeah, and I think that that brings up a good point of just the the way in which the NHL broadcasts overall the schedule, the way they approach certain events may change to fit ESPN. Like like whether it's you know it starts with the Winter Classic, but then you know do we maybe stop seeing so many Sunday afternoon American games or Saturday? afternoon games because it conflicts with with college ball or like I always found the Sunday afternoon like I don't know if if this is uh, you know trying to appease American fans who are used to watching sports on Sunday afternoon, but at the same time, like, are they used to watching hockey right. in the afternoon? They're used to watching football in the yes. afternoon. Why present hockey as the same thing as football? It's it's not that. So do you know with, with ESPN's expertise, I feel like the NHL is going to get a much better handle on how you know. With all due respect to the to NBC, mm. they're going to get a much better handle on how to appeal to American sports fans overall.
1: I think so. Yeah. No, yeah, and I'll I, be intrigued with how this goes. It's. I'm always interested in news like this, and it can only help the NHL in that sense. And Mm -hmm. really, it can only help the NHL to be on multiple. um, One of them had to be ESPN. You had to get back on their radar, but to be on multiple networks that will have their own reasons. So like I said, whether that turns out to be CBS or Fox um, or NBC again, to be on multiple networks and and see how you can kind of make that fit. I do think a bunch of the reasons... That you saw those Sunday afternoon games were that's all NBC had to try and go up against whatever ESPN was doing right. So here's Penguins Flyers, here's Rangers Capitals, whatever it was. You know, it was one of like NBC had their own version of the original six, and it was like the Blackhawks, the Caps, the Penguins, Bruins, and what Rangers probably <laughs> whatever. Um, we'll see now. And, and a huge part of this is the whole streaming deal going on to ESPN plus, you know, instead of getting what we would consider NHL center ice or NHL live here, that'll now be on ESPN plus. So the streaming part of it is a huge element of it as well. But uh, I don't know. I, I thought this was really good for the league um, as a leaf fan pressed hard up, hard up against the cap. Um, anything that gets a little more cash into the system and within the next I don't know a year two, 3 years gets that thing moving upwards again I'm all in.
0: That's just it, right? Like in a year where the we were all worried about the cap staying at the level it is and and obviously the the league like every league in this plan on this planet has suffered. Yeah. They got an injection of some much needed cash which could probably is is most definitely going to help that combined with the expansion money that the yep. teams are going to get. You know this is this is probably exactly what the league needed right now. So yeah, overall, like I think I think it's it's great it's stuff a win. for the league. It's a win, absolutely. It's a win. Anything that gr- again, much like the CFL, <laughs> anything that grows the game is uh, is a win for sure. Um, I think it's time, Matt, mm. that we talk about a very important a very important topic
1: okay.
0: that I know is controversial mm. and I know is going to to. It's going to ruffle some feathers, okay. but that's what I do. I ruffle feathers.
1: You're, you're about to bring up the WrestleMania main event, right? <sighs> God. I'm sorry. So that was we've fun. Already, it was a good
0: show. Uh, we've,
1: already, <laughs> <laughs> we've already talked about The Rock. No more wrestling for today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, honestly, every episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Justin Bieber. Mm. He released a... Uh, well, he didn't release a song. This song was already out, but he released a, a video, a love letter, if you will, mm-hmm. to the Toronto Maple Leafs, to the tune of the song hold on
1: yep hold on
0: and we've been holding on i i'm feeling feelings okay about this video mm-hmm. that i don't like because i love it nice. i love everything about it yes. and i know that everyone hate everyone hates it and everyone was ripping it apart on twitter and i'm like this is Aww, a catchy song and the video is
1: everyone no. in ottawa was ripping it apart were,
0: were leaf fans <laughs> not mad about it for some reason
1: yeah, your uncle was mad about it. Not your maybe, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know your uncle, but Leaf Uncles were mad about it.
0: Okay, yeah. uh, like the collective, the collective uncle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, the same was guy very who hates Willie hates Bieber. Okay. Good. Then then <laughs> we know where I stand on this argument. I was so confused. I thought, like, why are Leaf fans mad about this? If if a if Justin Bieber, first of all, if any artist released a song. Uh, uh, with a video, a hype video like this about yeah. the Sens, like I would go through a wall. I remember the, um, is it Joint, is the rapper's name, released a video about the 27 around the time of the 2017 run. And I was like, I would go through a wall for this video. Like this, the song is super catchy. The video was super fun, even though I'm not a Leafs fan. Like I loved everything about <laughs> this video. I don't know. Where did you stand on the Bieber video?
1: I think Justin Bieber is trying very hard to be. What Drake is to the Raptors, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's going to work or not. The Raptors have a far more progressive fan base, right? Whether that be, uh, let's just say, it, probably because it's a they appeal to a far more diverse section of Toronto than than the Maple Leafs do. Um, so they were totally willing to embrace that style of music and 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 Drake as being a part of that. There is a huge section of Leaf fans. That are your uncle, and they hate anything that isn't Don Cherry or uh, maybe Howie Meeker, depending on how far back you want to go on your broadcast. Um, I'm not a huge Justin Bieber fan, although I will admit to um, there's a song uh, uh, and uh, sorry, too late to be. Is, is it too late oh, to yeah, say sorry? sorry? Okay, I don't mind that. It's all right. And there's another one that's escaping me right now. Like, I don't hate everything he does. It's just not my style of music. But if this international superstar wants to send your sports team a love letter and your reaction is anything but yes, thank you for putting attention on my team. You're an idiot. You don't have to love it. You don't have to listen to it even one time. You just Mm -hmm. go, that's pretty cool somebody loves our team the way I love our team. And it's just this same old stuffy hockey reaction that is like, yeah, well, unless Gord Downey is reincarnated as a Leaf fan, I'm not interested. And you're like, well, I love Gord Downey, but that's probably not going to happen. Right. So, and even when he was around, he sang one song about the Leafs and loved the Bruins. That was Gord Downey. Um, we just, we can't have nice things. We're not allowed to have fun. We're not allowed to. I, it just, I thought this was pretty cool. The video is incredible. Like, I don't love the song. That's just not my my deal. The video is insane. Like, they there's clips in there I've never seen before in my life. Like, it's beyond just highlights, right? There's stuff from the locker room and, and things like that. It was incredible. Why can't you just look at it and go... That's pretty fun. And if you didn't love the music, you never have to listen to it again and let everybody who did love it, love it.
0: Exactly. Not everything is made for you. No. And that's okay. But appreciate, like, th- this is kind of akin to the, the halftime show performance oh, yes. discussion,
1: right? Great point.
0: Bieber attracts a huge number of people who probably—and I'm not saying that Bieber fans and hockey fans don't overlap. I'm sure they sure, do. Some of them do, yeah. But I'm sure there's a lot of Bieber fans who don't watch hockey. Well, they're probably going to be looking at the Leafs right about now. And
1: there's a video. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, there's no, go ahead. A, There's a video. It's either during the Hips final tour or maybe just after Gord passes away, and it's Justin Bieber on stage playing an acoustic guitar in Korea and he's playing Wheat Kings. That audience has never heard that song before ever, but it was important to him in that moment to do that. And it pointed to something that we love. And instead the comments all underneath are like, Justin Bieber should never play a hip song. He's not just get over yourself and understand Mm -hmm. that everything isn't about you. Right? Like it, Mm It's so funny how it all, if if it's not for me, then it sucks, right? (laughs) I I just, I can't get past that. And the Leafs are, you know, at at worst, probably top three, maybe with the Rangers and Habs, you know, most well-known worldwide hockey logos, franchises, whatever you now have Justin Bieber, all these same fans who sold out an arena in Korea and watched him play wheat Kings on his acoustic guitar. Now going, what is this? Like, what is this video? What's he talking about? And if five or 10 or a hundred or a thousand of them become leaf fans, or at least hockey fans out of it. Cool. Like that was a worthwhile endeavor. I just, we're a very hateable fan base. And I, I, it's, it's hard to blame people sometimes who hate us this much to just go, what did you want? Did you think Mick Jagger was going to come down and perform something for your grandfather about the Maple Leafs? It was probably never going to happen. Take the Biebs. And it just, it, to me, that was the closest example I could point to was Drake and the Raptors. I don't know, maybe, maybe you can make the point that Bieber's trying a little too hard to be that because he does seem to be popping up more and more without whatever you want to call it the official designation that Drake got. I, you, could, you could make that case if you wanted. But to say that this was anything other than, than fun for a huge, and, and even as we talk about the Leafs and, and hockey in Canada fading in um, popularity or the fact that hockey might be in trouble, even fans in Toronto who maybe love Bieber, but don't really care about the Leafs see this and go, all right, I'll give this another chance. I'll see what this is all about. And it's all about the youth, right? And like I said, I'm probably not downloading that song to my collection. I'll stick with the the sorry that I have. Um,
0: (laughs) One thing at a time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, let somebody enjoy it.
0: Exactly. And 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 Canadians in particular love to hate Bieber. Yeah, right. Like if if Bieber's not your thing, it's it's he's the I worst. Still hate and Nickelback. and yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> I'll take Bieber I, over Nickelback all day.
0: I I re- I like Justin Bieber. I, I find his music catchy. I also think that, and this is a whole other conversation, but you know, I I think the kid gets a bad rap for getting a whole lot of money and resources at a really young age and yeah. doing stupid stuff. Yeah, like let's not pretend all of us wouldn't have done stupid Seriously. stuff as, as well. Like we hate him for the for reasons that you know, we,
1: we, we talked about more money by the time he was 14 years old than I'm going to make in a lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then and, it kind of skewered his perspective for a little while. Go, it made
0: him a bit of a dick. Yeah. And guess what? We all would have been dicks. <laughs> yes. If, if you gave me millions of dollars and unlimited resources and fame and attention yeah. at the age of 16 right. or any age, when I was a teenager, I would have been an absolute asshole. Like, like let's not pretend all of us wouldn't have done stupid stuff. Right. Like, like, I, that's one of the things that drives me nuts about Bieber is people just love to hate on him without, and, and you know, we talk about ending the stigma with mental illness, yeah. and then you crap all over Bieber for talking about his mental illness yep. because he's got money. Yeah, like I'm. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know millions of dollars. Cry made yourself you to sleep
1: in your millions of dollars. Oh, okay. Ugh. Like, good for you, man. And I hope that made you feel better, right? Like, that. exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I get very defensive of Bieber for that reason because I'm like this. You know he's a human being, and and yeah he's done stupid stuff, but we all would have done it. And,
1: well, he you know he, he, to me is kind of a modern, and maybe it's not a totally fair comparison, but Justin Timberlake. When I grew up, any girl that was nice enough to give me the time of day also liked NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees, and I was into my. I don't know, newfound glory is hardcore punk face, right?
0: Yeah, newfound glory. Yeah,
1: and but I would crap all over. That music sucks. And then Justin breaks out and becomes like the greatest musician of that generation, or forget musician, entertainer. Okay, fair enough, (laughs) fair enough. But he has this huge musical career. He turns, it turns out, he can act a little bit. He can dance. He can, like... He's an entertainer and he's huge. And at some point, seventeen or eighteen year old Matt turns into like twenty-five year old Matt and you're like, Oh, that guy's now out there doing it and he's still doing pretty well, like without the You know, like at some point just get over yourself yeah. and and stop making it about you. And that's sort of where I ended up with with Bieber. Cause I that, that first song on uh on YouTube, that baby that ended up getting just played into the ground. I was so sick of hearing it, mm. but then he actually became like this talented musician who's done stuff with R and B's been featured on all kinds of different artists who've wanted to work with him on top of his solo stuff. And you just go, all right, that's not my deal, but he's pretty good. And now he's showing up to Leaf playoff games in his Jersey. And he's, you know, making these videos featuring leaf players and, just take it and and dig it. I I I'm happy to watch it once and then carry on with my day cuz it's probably not my thing. You go all right, that's kind of neat uh, to just hang out in the comments and and I uh, you know What
0: a mature perspective. Hey, it's not my thing, but you know what? If someone likes it, cool. I know. Get out of here with your logical. I feel like I'm ruining logistical. the show.
1: Uh, it's far better when I fly off the handle about nothing in particular. There you go. But this Get is out just of here isn't with it. your
0: logical. Yeah, talk. this
1: just isn't it for me. Right? To me, this is one we just go. All right. Like whatever. It's not for me. Carry yeah, on.
0: That's fair. I think I said logistical earlier. Again, I'm firing on all cylinders today,
1: folks. Um, Honestly, we. Need I, I will also promise say us this in a week when you're back. There
0: will be a pint. Oh, God, it'll like, be better. I promise. <laughs> Um, make no mistake. Like Kyle Dubas has been pretty well documented that Kyle Dubas talks to Masai Ujiri a lot yep. about things that the Raptors have done that the Leafs should learn from. Yeah. They are a championship winning team. May I remind you? And the, I love that you brought up the Drake comparison because may, like, do not pretend like Dubas doesn't see this oh, and doesn't man. see the value of a massive superstar advocating for your team. Yeah. Right for for all kinds of reasons, like it's probably pretty cool for the players to see this. Sure, like that would that would be kind of neat. And you know, the, again, we talked about the benefit to the fans who aren't already watching. Like this, I feel like this is they are trying to make Bieber Drake, and I think that it is probably very much a conscious decision on the least part.
1: I don't know, I won't disagree with you. It just feels to me a little bit more. And maybe now you're right. It just felt like early on maybe Bieber was more trying to maybe. make himself Drake than the Leafs were trying to make him Drake. Yeah. But very, the very Leafs true. aren't shying away from it, but it feels like no. this was more Bieber instigated maybe than, than the Drake one was, but I could be and, wrong.
0: And, and that, that's a very good point. I, I think you're right. I think Bieber definitely wanted this. Yes. And <laughs> I always felt that a little bit about Drake too, before he became yeah. the official ambassador, he yeah. was always just courtside
1: that's true. and,
0: and, you know, doing crazy stuff on courtside and everyone was talking about what was Drake doing? <laughs> at courtside today. And, and, you know, oh, by the way, there was Raptors game on. Let's talk yeah, about exa- that. No, exactly. And I always wondered, and I wondered this about Bieber, was it organic? Right. Or was this...
1: Force-fed just a little bit?
0: Maybe. Like, Could maybe be. there were discussions, yeah. and this is completely speculative sure. on my part, but, like, maybe there were some discussions with Bieber about doing this, and maybe, maybe. this wasn't as, as, you know, just him alone.
1: No, you're... I, I, he does seem to be around a lot right like now he's got millions of dollars if he wants to be at a game he'll be there but on camera quite that often always found always known maybe they are helping him mm. with it a little bit
0: maybe yep. I'm just saying anything's possible of course <laughs> but I'm glad we talked about the, the, the you know the most important uh, news of this week and that was that beaver because yeah, like, I can't Bethat. get
1: thought that's going good too that's
0: oh uh, you oops. know Mark Mark thought actually a really great I, I, I'm, I'm I'm digging his, his edition.
1: Crafting on Mark Mathot at all. Can I just say this? For Leaf fans who found themselves tangled up in this week's Mark Mathot tweet.
0: Oh, God.
1: Um, yeah, that was... <laughs> Mark Mathot tweeted out on Tuesday, may have been Monday, sometime this week, um, that within two years, the Senators will be better than the Leafs and that it won't be close. Uh, Sends fans, obviously, power to you rallied behind that yeah screw the leafs cool fair enough um and leaf fans though especially ottawa area leaf fans (sighs) kind of get tangled up in it going oh cite the evidence and the leafs right now or before this three game losing streak uh we're on pace for like a 120 point season over an 82 game thing For anyone to suggest that the Senators, no matter what your most optimistic view of them might be in two years, would be so far ahead of 120-point pace that it wouldn't even be close, you would be talking about one of the greatest NHL teams of all time. And while I'm optimistic that what the Sens are building is good, there's no evidence yet that says they will become one of the greatest teams of all time. The last thing I would say, and then I will let you either move us off of it or counter, is that Mark Mathot and Brent Wallace have launched a new show. I've watched both episodes. Both have been terrific, quite frankly. Really enjoyed them both. Mark Mathot, super entertaining guy. Brent Wallace, an awesome broadcaster. What I would say is that if I was launching a new show and I wanted to make sure that it launched with some hype, I would probably say something very provocative that would get my target audience very excited and my target audience's biggest rival very upset. And then I would sit back and I would tweet about, oh man, I can't believe this stir this has caused. And then I would say, which Mark Mathot did on Thursday, tune in and listen to my reaction to this tweet storm or this, yeah, tweet storm I accidentally started. That's PR 101. That's broadcasting 101. And I don't blame him at all for doing it. But to leave fans finding yourselves tied up in this, back out, back off you're playing into (laughs) exactly what they want to do. Um, That's just how you would start a show. And kudos to them because it is a good show, both of the episodes I've listened to. But in terms of how I would get this hyped up at the start, it's pretty much page one in the playbook. All yours, Michaela.
0: That's exactly it. (laughs) It's literally, that is... That is exactly it. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what he was trying to do. <laughs> right? Like, come on, people. If you took the bait on that, yeah. let's go. I mean, you know, if, if he can back that point up, good tune for
1: him. in and find out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. The That's the Wally all and Mathot show.
1: I'll recommend it. It's a good show. I've enjoyed both episodes, show. but
0: yeah, absolutely. But and then, on. but come on. You know, Mark Mathot's <laughs> also trying to enter a career, obviously, entering a career in broadcasting, yep. which of which I think he has a very bright future. Sure real why not start with a bang yep come on I, say and, something and you know what mean
1: I about toronto everyone in ottawa goes yeah and everyone in toronto goes hey and then you go oh hey i wasn't trying to start a tune in i'll address that and, and your work here is done yep
0: right there that's like, how she goes i yeah I, I i thought it was hilarious but yeah leaf fans <laughs> if you took the bait on that come on man that's on you for sure All right. Why don't we wrap things up here? Uh, thank you for bearing with me while I apparently found my sea legs again, uh, <laughs> trying to relearn how to use words. Um, I, I, I'll blame still being sick. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to blame that. I'll blame being sober as well because obviously no beer. Um, Just next before week, that you will take change. us
1: out, I wouldn't mind saying one thing. And, uh, we are one year out from uh, ah, yes. the world changing, and we don't have to spend a ton of time here but i i i went back and listened to uh talkin sports episode 399 before we amalgamated everything under the TCA banner it was 1 year ago today and we were talking stupid about you know in a couple of weeks when things are back to normal and the sharks aren't allowed to play at home for 2 weeks and then they'll get back to, and i wonder if you know maybe a couple games will be played in empty arenas just no idea what was coming right um, no. and it forced us to change the show a little bit. Um, we had had guests before, but that was never at all. Um, the chief, you know, purpose of the show. That wasn't what we did. It was more about the conversation gathering, you know, in the studio and and talking and what a- And then all of a sudden we couldn't get in studio together and then there wasn't really any sports happening and we had to spin hard on a dime to try and start bringing in guests, um, which we got pretty lucky on in some cases, uh, we had some friends help us out, um, whether it be Ray Ferraro or Chris Cuthbert, Gord Miller, Tim McAuliffe, Bob McKenzie, Elliot Friedman, um, you know, just a, almost every other week we had somebody new coming on. And it led us to you, Michaela. You were one of those guests early on in the uh, pandemic and, and caught on, and uh, um, we're happy that you uh, stuck around. But the main reason I wanted to bring it up is just through the transition, I um, want to thank the listeners for sticking around as the show changed and adapted. And it wasn't always perfectly smooth, um, but. You know, we had to change on the fly a little bit and in some cases and in some ways I look back and think it's made the show a little bit better. And it's brought in some new personalities, some new friends of the show, uh, people like Arden Zwelling, who've been on pretty regularly since then to talk baseball. Um, you know, some of the people over at TSN 1200, we hadn't ha- had on yet. And then yeah, making, uh, making Screeds a regular member of the team. So over the last year, things have been rough we appear to be approaching the end of this mess. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, a year removed from everything, uh, if you've been with us that long and and we certainly have most of you who have, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being, uh, you know, flexible because we had to be flexible too. And, um, Mm -hmm. we're looking forward with all these new friends of the show to being able to have them back in studio here really soon.
0: Absolutely. And I, and you know what, I'm, I'm very happy to to be a part of the team and to, to be a regular contributor here. And if that's one of the things that, that came out of the pandemic for, for me, that's, that's definitely a
1: silver lining,
0: Uh silver lining. Yeah. And, and, and I acknowledge that I have, I have experienced this, this pandemic from a position of privilege. Like I, I, Absolutely, I realized that, yeah. yeah, there, there are people who, and, and, you know, like it's, I, there are people who have experienced this pandemic at varying levels right like like to the extreme but then even like you know i i, I can't imagine what it's like to have a compromised immune system right sure. now and, and and be afraid of of, of going outside like yeah. you know i i i recognize that and and i know that i say that because i know people are probably listening going like yeah well i lost my job or you know i lost my loved one and yeah and and that that really sucks you know over four thousand people in our city have died from it and that's not something we can get over and and yeah You know, you you say those numbers and it, it, like, it hits you, but like, you know, those are people, those are, those are, you know, people's moms and dads and friends and loved ones. And, you know, that's what, that's what makes it tough. It's a tough day to acknowledge for a lot of people and it's certainly a somber day, but, but you're right. We are, we are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're not there yet, but we'll get there. And, uh, you know there if if you are lucky enough to have you know the worst thing that happened to you through all this is you were just stuck at home hopefully we were <laughs> able to <laughs> listen to us hopefully we were able to help you get through it and provide yes. a little bit of entertainment exactly. and uh some some sports content so onward and upward and let's keep going and and uh let's get get vaccinated get get uh, needles and arms. Yes. And uh I hope everyone is able to uh to get hope their loved ones I love seeing every single tweet I see that's like my grandma just got vaccinated and I'm like yeah over the moon
1: with those tweets. Like I every don't even one of them know me you, like, Fuck but I yeah. love it. Like this. get it done. Right? Like yeah, it's awesome. I'm here
0: for it. All right. That was I'm glad you brought that up Matt I almost completely forgot that it <laughs> was the yeah, it was just
1: worthwhile to to bring up. And like I said, glad that it uh indirectly brought you on board to the TCA team as well, Screeds. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll stick around as uh, you'll stick around as we continue to move through. But I uh, wanted to bring that I'm up. I'm not so going thanks, anywhere. Everybody. You
0: can't get, can't get rid of me that easy. All right. Let's <laughs> wrap things up. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Tall Can Audio. You can find me on Facebook. Facebook. Don't find me on Facebook. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Shrides, S-C-H-R-E-I-D-S. One the way out. Why like, just wrap it up, Michaela. For God's <laughs> sakes, it's been enough. Bye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Peace. Did you see that? Yep. There's an hour you're never getting back. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize second, no. to absolutely nobody. <laughs> the double champ does what the <laughs> he wants. Uh, okay. I'm
0: going to call that a wrap. You can find tons more TCA at tallcanaudio.com.